Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from large lexicons to layered labyrinths. And today, we're covering the Lamia. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? You're the big guy. It is you're the big guy. And I'm feeling big. Yeah? I don't care how hot it is. It is very (laughs) hot. It's sweltering. It is extremely hot. We're in Um, in SoCal. Not talking about a big guy today. No? No. What's well, a Lamia? I mean, the Lamias are not small by any means, but I wouldn't consider them a big guy. Oh, I think our next episode is giant, really. I'm all it is. mixed up. But you know what? It's a year of giants, and we should give them honor no matter the episode. Yeah, go check out our giants episodes. Indeed. Or if you want to go back in time one year, you can check out our dragons episodes. This is true. So, Lamias. Um, powerful, hedonistic, intelligent, and wicked. Lamias are yet another monstrosity taken from Greek mythology and transformed into something completely different for D&D. I find the Lamia to be an interesting monster as it can fit into a number of various archetypes in your D&D campaign. From tempting seductress to tyrannical cult leader, from mystical magic user to fierce physical combatant, from a a campaign big bad to just a random encounter. And even at really high levels, I think they can make sufficient mobs. So I think they're a very versatile creature. Okay. Um, Is it it landing in that CR you know, a little bit higher. Zone. It's not the perfect CR. Oh, okay. It's, it's a little off perfect. I think it's CR four. I'm not sure. Maybe five. Um, where was I? Known to dwell in remote ancient ruins and tombs long forgotten. These half human, half lions live lives of def- decadent tyranny in their private domains. Though they surround themselves with beautiful things and are themselves said to be beautiful, their hearts are filled with ugliness as they seek to dominate, subjugate, and cause suffering to all those that they come in contact with. And as I said before, the D&D Lamia is based off of the Greek mythological creature of the same name. Okay, so it's a half-human, half-lion, you said? Uh, Mostly, yes. Okay. For the most part. So like a sphinx, sort of? Kind of. Well, the sphinx, sphinx has the much body of a lion, lion yeah. and the face, a humanoid-ish face. Yeah. And sometimes wings. Sometimes yeah. not wings, but a lot of times wings. Um, this is like centaur lion. 
lion centaur. Okay, so a lion body, like a, like a horse body, would yeah, be for the centaur. But where the neck and head would be is human torso that goes up to a human body. Okay, body. cool. So like yeah. this is the um, <laughs> this is the centaur of the Pride Lands. Exactly. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Sure. Do you know anything about uh, labia from Greek mythology? Uh, you know, not really. Maybe if you started talking about which stories involve it, I might kind of remember. Because, okay. like, I've, I, obviously, you study the Odyssey in high school or whatever in America. The is in the Odyssey, but mm, that is and then a good story. and then I've read Hercules. Or I don't think Hercules is in Her- Hercules either. But, yeah, uh, then maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Achilles. I've done some. I don't think Lamia's in it. <laughs> yeah, then maybe maybe they've just like missed this one because I know what, what a harpy is, but I never really <coughs> read too much about harpies. Right. I mean, they show up here and there. But yeah, yeah. I think you might be familiar with the creature, um, but not the the creature that D and D depicts. Okay, well, there's a big difference. I really so, don't know either of them. Really. So Lamia in ancient Greek mythology was uh, not the name of a type of monster, but actually the name of a singular woman who became a child eating monster after her own children were destroyed by Hera. Oh man, baby killing's back it, in yeah, a big way. Well, it's true. <laughs> We gotta make up for all that not baby killing. We gotta make we up for all the time we didn't talk, talk about, about babies dying and kill babies. So that was like, more like year zero, like a cast, <laughs> like so many stories from Greek mythology. It all comes down to Zeus being a womanizer and Hera being vengeful as fuck. Welcome to the Greco cast, everybody. Put yeah. your put your uh, like uh, what was it called? Like just Zeus is involved. So get Zeus ready for involved. the stuff that you talk about when you talk about Greeks and it's, Zeus. Yes, it's true. So warning. So, where was I? Uh, Womanizer, Hera is vengeful as fuck. Uh, yeah. Lamia, who was a beautiful queen, attracted uh, Zeus's attention, as happens. As he and, do. As he, he uh, get, yeah, he as get, he do. Yeah. And Hera, who learned of her husband Zeus's tryst with her, took ultimate vengeance upon this poor woman. Uh, every time Lamia would have a child, Hera would kill the baby. Damn. Some, sor- <laughs> some sources say Hera made Lamia kill her own children. Um, th- there's a lot of conflicting, like, uh, stories when it comes to Lamia. Yeah, like sure. The, remember, you know... The, you have different poets kind of covering... Across different centuries. Yeah, exactly. He's like, in my version of the Marvel Universe, the Lamia exactly. will have... <laughs> That's exactly what it's yeah. like. That's exactly what it's like. So Hera also afflicted Lamia with sleeplessness, sleep, sleeplessness, so she would uh, anguish constantly. Yeah, okay. She would never have a moment of not anguishing. Yeah, sleeplessness is wild. Yeah. It does wild things to your brain. Zeus, in a bizarre counter move to the sleeplessness thing, gave Lamia the ability to remove her own eyes. I guess the idea was that the sleeplessness was connected to sight, but I'm not sure. I'm not okay, sure what that's about. sure. You can take out your eyes, though. <laughs> This fucking Naruto up in here. Yeah, so just he, pop him out like a fucking light bulb. He also may or may not have uh, included a shape shifting ability with the eye removal package. Oh, okay, like she sure. Can now change her shape. Uh-huh. So weighed down by misfortune and envying the happiness of all the other women uh, in the world with children, they may begin snatching newborn babies from their mother's arms. Then she brought them to a cave, and there, people say she ate them head to toe. Okay. The and sav- her- no, you, you, sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> the savagery of uh, Lamia's heart was so great that in time her face turned into a nightmarish mask and she started resembling beasts much more than she resembled any human. The baby snatching so obsessed Lamia, she swore to bereave all mothers of their children, just as she had once been done so by Hera. Uh, some stories say this is where Zeus did the removable eye thing, actually, uh, making Lamia need to keep them in a jar by day so that she would be blind and it would cut her baby killing time essentially in half because she only could do it. Because <laughs> you can yeah. see, if you can't see babies, you can't kill babies. It's logic. It is. It's just logic. Just straight up. So, um, 
<laughs> much like D&D, these stories are not really cohesive and have transformed dramatically over time. Sure. Is it like, uh, should we become like cat, uh, part lion because her human stomach can't handle all the baby eating? No, the lion thing never happens in Greek mythology. Oh, I'm not okay, sure cool, where D&D yeah. came up with that. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But <laughs> over the centuries, uh, Lamy and her story were used as boogie woman to frighten and discipline children. Okay. In later traditions and storytelling, the Lamia became a type of phantom synonymous with a creature called the Impusai, uh, which seduced youths to satisfy their sexual appetite and fed on the flesh of them afterwards. Okay, um, that's a little different. Is, yeah, see, these <laughs> things transform over time. The Lamia has been ascribed serpentine qualities. These include half-woman, half-snake beasts, which is how I have traditionally seen Lamias depicted in all other sources outside of D&D. Okay. So when I think of a Lamia, I usually think of like a half-snake, half-woman. L- like a um, Medusa, almost? Uh, Kind of like just snake, like a UNT. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, the kind of UNT that has snake from but, the waist but, down. Yeah, but yeah, exactly that. But also one that like spe- that's also like part succubus, like has like tempting and illusory powers and stuff like that. Okay. Which D and D does kind of have that a little bit, but we'll get into it later. Um, where was I? Um, Diodorus Sicilius, a Greek historian from the first century, gave a demythologized account of Lamia as a queen of Libya who ordered her soldiers to snatch children away from their mothers and kill them. And his beauty gave way to a bestial appearance due to her savageness, which is, quite frankly, honestly, the same story with the country's name attached to it and the God's part taken out. So, yeah. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Enough about Greek mythology. Let's get Here, into some D&D. Here's the Christopher Nolan cut. Yeah, here's the Christopher <laughs> Nolan cut. That's exactly right. Um... That's too much. Anyways, the D&D Lamia is essentially a cross between a stunningly attractive human and a sleek, powerful lion. Its beautiful humanoid upper body merges at the waist into a powerful four-legged leonine form. Uh, a lion centaur, if you will. Their hybrid uh, configuration makes them both very fast and powerful, and their vicious black claws speak to their predatory nature. A typical Lamia stands over six feet tall, measures eight feet long, and weighs about 650 pounds. Shoot. Yeah. That's big. Indeed. While most Lamias appear to be of the lionesque variety, there are other types of Lamia with the lower bodies of goats, deer, and other beasts. A particularly powerful type of Lamia, known as the Lamia Noble, has a lower body part of a serpent, which often can lead to them being confused with Naga, Yuanti abominations, or Medusas. Okay. So you have to roll really, really good to like differentiate. I guess otherwise so. you just think it's a UNT, and then at that point, why not? Yeah, why not? Why isn't exactly. it just one? The most powerful of Lamia kind can even change their lower bodies as easily as a mortal being changes their clothes. Okay, so there's the shapeshifter bit, mm-hmm. kind of weave weave back in. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying like, so if you're not a centaur, you're a Lamia. <laughs> this is what I'm getting. Sure. If you're not, um, a cent- if you're not, what are they? Neutral? You're like. Centaurs were like more, centaurs are neutral. Yeah, so you're either, you're either neutral centaur or you're evil, and you have the lower body of another animal. Right. What if this thing shape changed itself to look like a centaur? <laughs> I mean, it could. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you could just be centaur, or you could be like. Okay, never mind. Yes. Let's just keep going. Gotcha. I'm confusing myself. So speaking of clothes, Lamia tend to either wear the most luxurious of a regalia or nothing at all. They often nice. smell a sweet perfumes of frankincense, and they're also biologically immortal. Okay. So, any questions so far? We're about to get into uh, the way these creatures live their lives. Do you think, like, a push-up exercise for a centaur or lamia-like creature is, like, obviously it's going to do a lot more, but what are they doing with that lower half when it's, like, up there? Is that, like, yeah, an ab workout, too? Yeah, it's right? Like, how do you work out your chest? It has to be through, like... Resistance training. You couldn't do a regular push-up. It's like a push-up and a squat and a crunch. At the same time, I don't think they're. I don't think they could get down there like that. No, that's the thing is they would have to like do a super like they would have to do a handstand with their lower body so that their upper body just kind of goes with it. You know, 
I oh, what if they like okay? So they're four legged, but so they can put their backpack legs up on a wall. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. yeah walk up so it backwards. You, yeah, yeah. There we go. And then and the, then the exercise ooh, the walk forward. Never mind. They're working their chests out like crazy. That's what I'm saying. Is you're gonna have like super <laughs> upper body buffness. The traps are gonna be intense. The <laughs> delts true. are gonna be there. Out of control. Yeah. The okay. pecs are gonna be popping. <clears throat> yes, they're very physically fit. Moving on. <laughs> so. <laughs> Lamias are evil and cruel creatures that take pleasure in causing suffering. They are legendary monsters that prey upon travelers or guard hidden places or objects of power. Lamias are mysterious entities that seem devoted to the spreading of chaos and evil within their dwelling places. They are particularly fond of seeking out adventurers with pure hearts to seduce and corrupt to evil, savoring the destruction of their virtue. They sustain themselves by eating human flesh, using a variety of abilities including seduction, disguise, ventriloquism, <laughs> Illusions, mirages. <laughs> we can put on a fucking puppet show. Like, come here, little boy. <laughs> show you, tell you the story of I just, the king. Mirror images and other such things <laughs> to lure, entice, confuse those who wander into their midst into dangerous situations. So they have mad. <laughs> if you see a fucking uh, like a shadow puppet stage set up <laughs> on the side of the road, must be don't do it. Don't, don't go do over it. there. You're going to get eated. Once they've secured their victim, they carve a feast out of them with curved daggers and lion claws. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it all ends in blood. So uh, they, they, or they could just punch you to death because they're probably super buff from there. They could, I, but they like stabbing. So. I want to I want to pitch this. Uh, D yeah. tw- D, this is a deep cut, but like D20X Lamia edition. And it's like P90X. You know, they're doing, like, the really intense workouts. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Lamias <laughs> typically live in ancient desert ruins. Uh, these decadent monsters take what has been forgotten and make it the seat of their hedonistic rule, surrounding themselves with psychophants. Lamias rely on jackal wares to perform various tasks, sending them across the ways to capture slaves and steal treasures from caravans, encampments, or villages concealed by the Lamias' magic as they attack. Lamias adorn their crumbling havens with finery stolen from passing caravans, then use magic to further accentuate their layers, masking decay, masking decay with illusions and lies. Uh, layers, breathtaking gardens, finely decorated apartments, and numerous slaves seem at odds with its remoteness and its state of ruin. Using its intoxicating touch, Alamia weakens the minds of its enemies, making them more susceptible to its enchantment spells and turning them into its slaves. Mm. Those it beguiles with the geese spell are pitted against each other in elaborate contests for the Lamia's amusement. And we're going to go over the geese spell today. Cause yeah, that is G E A S. We had is. a debate about how to pronounce it earlier, yeah. but we're not sure. We're but, um, geese. Uh, it's a really cool spell. And it, again, it's very much tied to the Lamia. So I figured we'd go over the spell today. Probably uh, when we do the stat block. Yeah. I like the loop background to the Jackalware here. Yeah. Uh, Jackalware does cool. have a master to answer to. And yeah. I think if I remember correctly for most of the lore, mm-hmm. it, they usually are. Oh, I know we talked about Jackal Lord being like. <laughs> That's a separate. But it was kind of. Yeah, it was kind of different. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so if Jackals are nearby, maybe Lamia nearby. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So. Always anxious to gain more wealth and slaves, Alamia uses a pool of water or a mirror in conjunction with a scrying spell to view its domain. Dang. Alamia uses this power to watch over trade routes and nearby settlements or to seek out objects and creatures it fancies. They use their magic to lure prevent potential victims to their lairs, relying on illusion and their thralls to capture hapless foes. Lamia's prized beauty and strength above all else, however. Any prisoner that falls short of their esteem becomes the main course in a horrible feast. So be beautiful or get eaten, basically. Yeah. Or is set free to die while wandering the waste. Um, as long as they have slaves to face their enemies, Lamias fight from the fringes by guiling foes with magic if they can. Alamia, pressed into melee, never stays there for long, shredding flesh with claw and dagger before springing away to safety. So you're going to have uh, 
you're going to get attacked by like a random assortment of whatever this lame able was able to get its hands on pretty much. Right. And yeah. or jackal wares. Yeah. I mean, this is like the a classic dungeon boss. Yeah. Like that's this been, is like, a boss that rules a dungeon with minions. Right. It's been you the whole time, like yeah. sending your minions out of the dungeon into the trade route. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I get you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is cool. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for stat. Well, you said it was high, a little higher than CR three, right? Yeah, so, it is. It so, is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The early level. So after you beat the Jackalware and you make it out of town finally, yeah. and then you, you were attacked by a rando cast of X and Y, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. beat them and then you go into the dungeon and you deal with the traps and exactly other, like the end, end of a slaves. mini campaign or of a campaign arc or something like that. You have to fight the Lamia's like little brother. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga!
returned. We've returned. Back. Um, let's talk about Lamia Society a little bit. Anything but lame. <laughs> Lamia Society, when living in groups, is matriarchal. They believe males are good for nothing more than breeding and slave labor, and due to their highly indulgent and decadent nature, are said to be highly sexual creatures that mate often with captured males to produce offspring. Well, that sounds like some drow shit. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe not the the maybe the not the excessive mating, excessive but yeah. sexualness. No, but um, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Uh, they're doing magic and stuff to make you sex them. <laughs> sure. You uh, said they're like succubus. They, they are. Eat, right? Yeah, they are. Well, they, we're talking about like male lamia, female lamia. Oh, so con- yeah. mo- mostly consensual, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I guess. There's a power dynamic. I'm not sure. Let's move on. All right. Often these lamia groups are ruled by one or more lamia nobles. These beings differ from the normal lamias in that the lamia nobles' lower bodies are those of gigantic serpents, and their upper bodies can be either male or female. Uh, all lamia nobles are able to assume human form. In this guise, they attempt to penetrate human society and wreak evil. Lamia nobles are given to outbursts of senseless violence. So <laughs> they have to they have to transform their lower body into the human form, so it just looks like a dude standing, and then like the back end is like butt extends out and has legs back here. They have to like retract all that back into the butt. Um, maybe <laughs> sure. <laughs> Before Five E, very little was ever written about the origins of Lamias. But okay. the Five E Monster Manual claims that they originate from the Dark Prince Grazd. Oh hey. What's up? Hey, hey, Ross, how you been? It's um, been a while. <laughs> we talked about Lamias being one of the many non-demons that serve this demon lord, along with tieflings, harpies, and mortal witches. It is said that the demon lord Grazd creates Lamias from his mortal servants, granting them immortality in return for monstrous power and an oath of fealty. Okay. So Grazd sometimes tasks Lamias with guarding locations that are important to him, but Lamias and his service remain free to spread their evil as they see fit. Okay. So he's just like, go. Be yeah, hey, uh, well, that's <clears throat> chaos, right? Like, go, yeah. do, go do your shit. Exactly. I'm going to just plop exactly. you down right here. Yeah. So, well, so this is one of the experiments that Gross is getting up to. And by the way, it's been a while since we talked about Gross. I think I mean like last week. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, is, is that, am I getting that accurately? Like, he's creating these and uh-huh. unleashing them as like one of his demon experiments. So kind of, yeah, but also like to be able to call upon when he needs. Right, so this is not necessarily a demon, but it's born no, it's of, not a it's demon. Born it's of demon kind. <clears throat> Grost creates them, but yeah, they're not demons. Okay, um, strange. Yeah, we're about to get stranger. So finally, Forey, of course, did Lamius quite differently. Yay, Forey! So differently, in fact, I'm not sure why they decided to slap the name Lamia on the creature at all. Oh. Here we go. It's like that, huh? But in fourth edition, a Lamia is a bizarre fey being that assumes a beautiful humanoid form to uh, lure were- wayfarers to their death. It okay. is In its true form, this Lamia is a swarm of hundreds of black scarab beetles assembled into a coherent mass around the flesh-stripped bones of a powerful fey creature. <laughs> I just want to do that scene from The Mummy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This swarm shares a single intelligence and what the fuck? again can magically mask itself in the guise of an attractive humanoid. It sometimes appears to be a human, elf, eladrin, or drow, partly comprised of scores of beetles, so it can do a little hybrid thing. All right. Or it's like face of elf, arm of beetles. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, I don't know yeah. why that's useful, but they can do it. It doesn't sound useful. No. So, um... Some Lamias are simply driven by the need to consume other sentient creatures. We're still talking about 4E ones here. And stock humanoids wherever they find them. Others possess a twisted thirst for knowledge, seeking to acquire arcane lore and magical power at any cost. And the devouring of a humanoid grants them some of said humanoid's knowledge and memories. Okay. Uh, when a Lamia slays a humanoid creature, it adds another beetle to its ever-growing swarm. When a Lamia swarm grows too large, it reproduces by first slaying a worthy fate creature, such as a powerful Eladrin, 
Rather than consuming the body, the lamia divides itself, filling the corpse with hundreds of its beetles. Over time, these beetles devour the corpse and arises a new lamia. This newborn lamia gains much of the victim's memories and knowledge in the process. That's weird. Very drastically different. This is not, yeah. This it's is, a cool creature. I just don't know why we're calling it a lamia. I mean, there's some similarities. Like, Are there? Well, I mean, it's like seducing people, right? There's that, yeah. It's, but that, I mean, that's, that's where... That's where we It was one of the like, first things you said, so maybe yeah, I'm true. just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not they, that different. That's the one thing, you're right. And but, they're like, oh, it's seducing people, and then it's turning into a thousand people. It can kind of shapeshift a little. <laughs> it's fucking scarab flesh eaters from the mummy. Yeah, One crawls exactly. up your fucking shoe, and it's over. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool monster. Again, don't know why it's called Lamia. But fourth edition like to do things different, and uh, sure I figured did. we should talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have any more questions about the Lamia before uh, we jump into the stat block? Man, 40 is so fucking weird. Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready for this. Stop <laughs> All right, stop block. I haven't really looked at this, so I'm excited to hear what you got to say. Ah, now, Will, you said this creature was immortal. So what does it mean when it has 97 hit points and you take it I said zero? biologically immortal. So, but what does that mean? That means it doesn't age and die. Oh, okay. So, like, you can kill it, though, yes, with exactly. weapons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Oh, like, damn, this is fucking, maybe I shouldn't be sending my low-level party in here. Lamia, large monstrosity, chaotic mm-hmm. evil. We're talking mm-hmm. about stat block now. Mm-hmm. Armor class is 13 natural armor. I see that's pretty average, right? Yeah. So uh, hit points are 97. It's pretty good. And yeah. speed movement speed's 30 feet. Uh, shouldn't that change based off of the, the bottom half? Look, man, I don't know. Fucking horse speed. Maybe like maybe it's got a feature. I don't know. I think we'll a see. goat can move 40 feet. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> technically, uh, humanoids can, too. It's just you have to dash to move more than well, that. Well, yeah. that means if you're going to do that, then the goat moves 80. You know what I mean? I mean, how fast do goats run? 40 feet in Dungeons & Dragons. Yo, do they? Oh, yeah. yeah no, I literally, literally mean, okay. like, yeah, I got a well, player right. I don't know. Lamias are kind of bigger and heavier. Maybe it's more. T- it's harder for them. Maybe their dash is just, This I don't is know. just a balancing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- we have 16 strength. Oh, sh- should I read the... the yeah. Abil- that yeah. also? Okay, yeah. so the plus, well, the plus three also? No, just, uh, just the a big six, Okay, so six, <laughs> the big one. 16 strength, uh, 13 dex, 15 mm. con, 14 intelligence, 15 wisdom, and 16 charisma. This thing's buff. Yeah, it's pretty buff. Pretty well-rounded buff. Skills are a plus seven to deception, a plus four for insight, and a plus three for stealth. Those okay. are all very powerful yeah. for a monster. And also very fitting for a Lamia. Dark vision, 60 feet. Of course. Uh, <laughs> passive perception is 12. Languages are abyssal. And common. That makes sense since they need to talk to Grotz. Mm-hmm. Uh, challenge rating four. Nice. I tried to do it under the table. <laughs> yeah. It did not help at all. Nope. I won't do that again. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it matters. Okay. <laughs> Just crack that bad boy. Uh, innate spell casting. So the Lamia. La, fuck, I keep saying Lamia. Lamia I know. Lamia's innate spell casting ability is charisma. The spell save DC is 13, and it can innately cast the following spells, requiring no material components. At will, uh, it can disguise self in any humanoid form. It can use major image three times a day. Uh, it can also use... Oh, no, uh, that's also at will. Sorry. Disguise self and major image are at will. Three times a day, it can use char in person, mirror image, scrying, suggestion. Nice. All very good spells. Um, and then once a day, it can use the Gia spell. Uh, which we'll talk about right after we finish the stat block. Okay. Right? Or should I jump in now? Ah, fuck it. Jump in now. Okay. And then we'll jump back to abilities. We'll jump back to the the actions, yeah. So tell me about the Gies spell. Or Gies. Gies? I can't. I don't know. Gies. I see the A and I want to say the A. I don't don't know. I'm not an expert. We're obviously not experts in how to pronounce stuff on this show. I think it's Gies. Gies. Um, Fifth level enchantment. So the casting time is one minute. It's going to take a minute to do. And the range is 60 feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. This lasts 30 days. Yeah, it's um, powerful. 
So it's uh, classified for bards, clerics, druids, paladins, and wizards. But uh, you place a magical command on a creature that you can see within range, forcing it to carry out some service or refrain from some action or course of activity as you decide. If the creature can understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. While the creature is charmed by you, it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions, but no more than once each day. So we can take that 5d10 psychic damage one time, which will will put down a lot of people, probably, especially if you've got like a level 3 character, you're probably yeah. going to go down from that. Uh, a creature that can understand you is unaffected by this. A creature that can't understand you is unaffected by the spell. You can issue any command you choose, short of an activity that would result in certain death. Should you issue a suicidal command, the spell ends. You can end the spell early by using an action to dismiss it, and a remove curse, greater restoration, or wish spell also ends it. I mean, someone would have to preempt. It sounds like somebody would have to come yeah. in like you got a geus on you bro <laughs> yeah you can't like ask to be <laughs> yeah that's exactly right um <laughs> geus on you bro this isn't relevant to the lamia but um at higher levels when you cast a spell using seventh or eighth the uh, duration is one year uh, uh, that's, that, that's high yeah, level bard stuff it's right like, it's like high, it, this is like a uh, high level curse yes you know what i mean and um Pure command, and this is what how they they will pit slaves against each other in combat with their right. spells. Because it's not certain death, one of you is going to die, but the other is probably going to live. You just have to talk up uh, the confidence side of your slave. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, dude, you're you're good. You got th- this. You're my Beyblade. You're going to get in there and fucking rip <laughs> it up. So yeah, uh, that's the geese. Uh, oh, I spell. should mention at ninth level, it's in, it lasts indefinitely until oh, it's ended by one of the spells mentioned above. Yeah. Oh, so now you, I do find it interesting that it's like you'll take five d10 psychic damage, which is a hefty, hefty amount. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you could just do whatever you want. That seems without taking the damage. Like, yeah. As a reader of fantasy novels, that just doesn't make. You know what I mean? Like it should just. Like you should take the damage every and time. Maybe not. Maybe not every time, but maybe like every like every hour. You know what I mean? Like that you're you, not doing. What yeah, you're supposed you to do. only have to take this damage once an hour. Okay, I mean but, that that can get really hairy. But I know it's a mechanical thing. I know it's done for mechanical purposes. Well, uh, let's let's kind of take a look at the balancing here in terms of like what creatures this lamia should be interacting with. You like five d ten averages out about twenty five damage. Yeah, this is, so this Gia spell is like in case one of your party members gets gets geezed. geezed. Uh, then they can take the 5d10, which would be certain unconsciousness for them, right? Like, they, if you're a level 3 character... If you're a level 3, that's not even certain then. Well, no, but you're going to be left crippled for sure. What do you have, like, 40 HP tops? Take a short rest. Yeah. Use your hit die. <laughs> no short rest allowed. <laughs> is that, yeah, does it say that? It doesn't I'm, say that. Well, I mean, you could... But that's my make point, that is, command. like, I understand the purpose of that... I think it should be more damage. I think okay. that's what it comes down to. Sure, it should d- it double that. So D- ten D- that 10. way, acting against it is like real legitimate chance of dying or or falling unconscious. Yeah, instead of just like I'll just take that damage penalty. I mean, obviously, like this is if someone's metagaming, they'll be like, I'll just take the damage penalty and then do whatever the fuck I want. And it's like, no, no, no. This that undermines the point of the spell. The point of spells, you can't just do whatever you want. You have to be clever about it. Right, so I guess this all comes down to how the Lamia is going to use Lamia is going to use this spell, like what command you're going to give, and like how you're going to make this character interact. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It seems it seems it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the 
the application of this spell at All right, face here, value here, like this. Here's one. The party gets captured. A party of three people in prison. Geese spells put on them. You're my slaves now. You do as I say. Okay, you're so not, all three of them. You're not to leave yeah. this facility. All this other stuff. So they all have the geese spell. They have to figure out how to get out. But if even if they're level three, they theoretically could probably all take the damage penalty by saying, we're escaping now. Bam, damage penalty. Short one of them's rest a fucking quick. cleric. Yeah. Yeah, one, <laughs> yeah. Or short rest. Use your hit die. And now you're full life, and you don't have to worry about the geese spell for the rest of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's... Yeah. It could... That could be... Uh, maybe that's the point, is it's, like, not... Su- it's supposed to severely weaken the party. Mm-hmm. Well, I but mean, there's doesn't. a chance you roll all ones, right? But yeah. uh, you could severely weaken the party, and then they have to escape a dungeon. You know what I mean? Like, But they were going to have to escape the dungeon anyways, and it doesn't really weaken them all that much. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's something wrong with the spell, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm the one. Well, who's yeah, wrong. because it's so easy to just overcome it. And yeah, just like, and I'll I, just eat the for psychic a fifth damage. level spell. It should be a lot harder to overcome. Yeah, but that's just me. That's just my opinion, glancing and thinking about it. Maybe I'm not seeing something. I'm sure people in the comments can let us know. But let's move on. Let's finish the stat block because we yeah, have other I, episodes I to so. record today. I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, the actions are multi attack. The Lamia makes two attacks: one with its claws and one with its dagger. Or intoxicating touch, which is the last thing I'm going to read. Uh, claws are uh, one of these attacks, so that's a melee weapon plus five to hit, mm-hmm. uh, reach of five feet, one target with for fourteen slashing damage, or two d ten plus three. And then there's a dagger, melee weapon attack plus five to hit, reach five feet, one target, hit is five damage or one d four plus three piercing damage, so significantly weaker mm-hmm. attack. Uh, but the intoxicating touch. Uh, melee spell attack, plus five to hit, reach five feet, uh, one creature. So if you hit, the target is magically cursed for one hour. Until the curse ends, the target has disadvantage on wisdom saving throws and all ability checks. So then you can geese them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, got it. Or, like, you, you, they have the, the these other spells, like the, the charm person and, um, well, I mean, suggestion, like... Not, some of these yeah I mean they yeah they have other spells which is cool that doesn't I'm just talking about the geese spell yeah. in a bubble I'm trying to like figure out how to like combo them in yeah I'm, sure I'm sure there's ways but yeah, like I said maybe I'm missing something but um, any questions about the Lemia no alright well <laughs> um, I think we should get ready for a long rest so. I like that let's get ready for this long rest okay everybody welcome to the long rest portion of the show where we get ready to go to fucking sleep and when I get ready to sleep I put warm things on my feet. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, How are your slippies this week? They're like little um, four, you know, quadrupedal little lions. <laughs> no, that's it. Seems uncomfortable. I got do, no, do no. You, do I, the legs walk for you? That's so cool. <laughs> yes, they do. And then the rest of you is that centaur part of the lamia. Uh, yeah, there exactly. <laughs> it's just my. I draw. If you draw a little face on the on the. Uh, see, this is the weird part. Is well, go ahead. Because <laughs> sort of the. <laughs> Nope. There's okay. Hang on. They're just Lamia slippies because there's a. Uh, I put my I put my foot in the uh-huh. butt part of the lion. Yeah. And then there's a little human at where my toes are, like popping up. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking like, okay, so here's where I went. I uh-huh. if I put it on and yeah. the legs are coming forward, like it would be walking, and I would have to move backwards, right? Wait, what, why were you thinking about putting the slippy on from? <laughs> Like in the, the neck front. portion, yeah. yeah. Why? And then because I could draw a little face on the back of my calf. Oh, okay. But that doesn't make any no, sense. No, that doesn't. No, yeah. No, I was picturing it's essentially each slippy is its own individual leonine body. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Then by putting them on, you have now become the lamia because you have a lion lower half. By lower half, I mean 
feetsies. And then the Ooh. rest of you is the centaur body coming up. So here, here's what it is. Okay. It's a, it's the first slippy's got two legs on it, one in the front, one in the back, like toe heel. Okay. And the same one on the left foot. Oh, I there we go. I slam them together. together. There we yeah, go. Yeah, here we go. All and right, now I just job. have weird knees. Now let's go to sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that fucking knocked me. I took a bunch of psychic damage trying to fucking figure that one out, and yeah. now I'm dead. Okay, I'm like, oh, absolutely. So let's uh, let's talk about the contest we got going on because sure. this is the last episode before we announce the winner in just a few days. On September 15th, we're giving away a the newest book in uh, the newest DD adventure module. What is it called? Rhyme of Rhyme the Frost of Maiden. Maiden. Will, you're 100 correct about yeah. everything you just said. Cool. This is the last episode. We it are is. giving it away. We're not we just are. giving away Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. We're, we're giving the, away the ultimate art edition or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, yes. The, the, the deluxe, nice looking the one. deluxe edition. The ultimate art edition. The ultimate like. That sounds way better than the deluxe edition. But yeah, we're giving away the deluxe edition along with a uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden um, special dice, dice set. set and Rhyme of the Frost Maiden uh, miniature set. That's right. So, um, the whole package deal. Well, what do you have to do to enter if you are on the... Uh, the you Dungeon Cast Twitter, Twitter, at the Dungeon Cast, you can, on Twitter, you can find Will. On Twitter, all you have to do is tweet a link to an episode of any of our shows, it doesn't matter, um, with the hashtag Dungeon Cast, that'll enter you into the contest. Include Super Quest Saga. Yeah, Super Quest Saga, DD5, the YouTube version, the SoundCloud version, doesn't matter. If it's one of our shows and you're sharing it with hashtag Dungeon Cast, it'll enter you in the contest. Uh, that's on Twitter. If you do it on another social media platform, um, just send us a screenshot of proof, and that'll enter you as well. Unless and, it's Instagram. Unless it's Instagram, in which case Brian has some special instructions for you. You can find me on Instagram at the Dungeon Cast, and you can enter as many times as you want in separate comments, as long as you tag a different friend. Tag your friends in the comments of the uh, the post I made about Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, and uh, you can enter as many times as you fucking want, doggy. Get in there. That's it, dude. Make sure you like the, the post. Make sure you're following the account. And make sure you're not like tagging Nike or whatever. Because that, that shit don't count. Nike yes, don't, sh- Nike don't give a fuck about count. us. No, no. <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't care about them. Yeah. Or don't somebody tagged uh, an account uh, at B like yesterday. They were mm-hmm. like, it just at and then the letter B. And I was like, holy shit. And I had to go to that account because I'm like, who got the letter B, right? <laughs> <laughs> was it anything No, impressive? it didn't exist. Oh, so if you, here's how it's going to work. We're it's got to be real. We're going to roll a random, t- we're going to get all these uh, assignments up. We're going to get all these uh, entries assigned to, you know, Not random table. Yeah. We're going to roll on the table. That's how we're we do it. We're going to go everything. to that entry. Yeah. We're going to verify that you're doing all the right things and make sure that you entered correctly. Otherwise, you don't win. Otherwise, we just roll again. Exactly. We X you off. So yeah. sorry. But um, yeah. yeah, just follow the rules and it's all good. You can enter a, a gang of times, like 30 times. I've seen people yeah. enter like 15 times. Like, go for it, dude. It's we awesome. also uh, we also got some new uh, merch in our merch shop on teespring.com. We have a What the Rump shirt. Which hopefully is appearing right now as Ryan has spliced it into the video. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just put it In up. case that doesn't happen, I was wearing it all episode. Yes. Uh, hopefully the green didn't get caught up in the green screen. But it if might it did, have. It is what it is. <laughs> and if it it's, did, it's gonna the same shit's going to happen next episode. my favorite design. It's a big green one-eyed orc who looks very angry with the words, what the grumsh right underneath it. And he's got cool earrings on a top knot. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly that. So if you want this cool-ass shirt or any of the other cool-ass shirts, go to teespring.com slash the hyphen dungeon cast. Yeah. 
Um, and then go check out episode 150 where we talk about Grumsh. Yeah. Link is the in the description. And I believe there's even a store if you're watching us on YouTube. Yeah, that li- um, right below the video. Yeah. Teespring.com slash DungeonCast or we have that little window down there. We're going to try to update and get some new merch. Yeah, we're, we're going to try and be more regular about it. But uh, if you're interested in supporting us, that is one way you could do it. It really does help us a lot. Yeah. And uh, it also helps us spread the word because people will be like, what is that cool shirt? And you can tell them it's the DungeonCast. Yeah, I think we're going to get a new DungeonCast uh, logo or I think, I don't know, we're going to have to talk about that. We're working on all kinds of art, actually. Yeah, yeah but, it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to yeah. be super fucking there's a, cool. There's a Year of the Giant shirt in there. There's a Year of the Dragon shirt in there. There's yeah. our classic logo. We have Super Quest Saga logos. We have Super Quest Saga characters. That's right. Um, we have mugs. We have shirts. Go check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're looking for other ways to support us, aside from going to our merch shop or just talking about the Dungeon Cast, you can go to patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast, where you can support us at multiple levels of tiers and get a, a whole bunch of sweet bonus content, if that's what you're into. Uh, I think the most popular thing is probably getting these episodes early, as we record them in batches. So I true. usually finish them for audio side the same day we record, and we record three at a time these days. Mm-hmm. So you could potentially be... Uh, two to three weeks ahead of all your listening. And you get that on your own special RSS feed. You get access uh, to an exclusive channel in our Discord. Shout out to everybody in the Discord. Our game yeah. is going really good. It is. It's been a, a lot, lot of, fun. of fun. I can't wait to finish it off. Yeah, yeah we're playing a um, we're playing a Vault Raiders, which is a, a one-shot game that we put on our Patreon yeah. with our Discord mods as a thank you because they're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it was so much fun, and I can't wait to finish it. So, um that will be available for listening. Yeah, uh, in, absolutely. In there, and they they came up with some really really good characters. I got a, a oh yeah it's a true. large amount of chuckling uh, <laughs> most for, throughout most of the game. Very much, uh, and it's very fun interacting with all you guys. As um, the NPC so far, I have is Peba. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a dwarf, a dwarf they. Well, uh, so yeah, I think that's it for our game. All Let's right. call it one. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the Dungeon Cast. Goodbye, everyone. just realized uh-huh. Grumsh is green oh Grumsh is green <laughs> he's what? a little different kind of green a little bit not that not that, not as different <laughs> as I wish he was <laughs> you know what let's just do it it is yeah, what it is we can't, yeah we can't change it let's, yeah. let's remember not to commission anything green ever again ever again yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's go. <laughs> Grumsh is green. Yep. Oh, do I start this one? I think so. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons from I did not remember <laughs> this. <laughs> not prepped. Large lexicon slayer. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.